0: That's right. It's a new week across the beautiful Fuzzball Nation. This is Chris Michaels with the Last Call podcast with the aforementioned brilliant Chris Michaels. New York City over the weekend decided to act like itself because none of the... Policy advisors that were hired by the George Soros crowd and all the Democrats would care to put law and order into place. That's right. A Twitch steamer steamer <laughs> <Is> that anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's not a Stanley steamer. Someone uh, may have pinched off a steamer. In New York City, due to the riots, Kai Sanat, or however you say his name, uh, came out and said they're going to. T- he's going to take over New York City streets, and apparently, he was giving out PS5s. Now that turned into, like I said, a massive steamer because everyone started to break out into riots, and it was all because, I believe, if I remember correctly, the streamer said something along the lines that the New York City streets are ours, and we're going to take over the New York City streets. I don't have that quote directly in front of me, but that's what I remember reading. And you can see all across social media what they exactly mean. Hitching a ride on cars, hanging all over cars, breaking into cars, jumping all over cars, getting into fights, and so on and so forth. Just like the good old Antifa days and the summer of love. Because we've got that election cycle of 2024 coming up, and as Democrat voters know, we need to get geared up for it. So we need to start doing all of the property damage again. We need to get brushed up on that. Uh, We need to have civil rights marches during the day, but anarchist marches. And icky, icky stuff going on at night with Molotov cocktails and so on and so forth. That's the Democrat way of getting out the vote and making sure that fascism doesn't rear its ugly head in these United States states. Anymore, because we can't bear to have any more Trump corruption. That's right. Hunter Biden, he is as clean as the wind-driven snow. Joseph Biden, even more innocent than a newborn babe. But when it comes to Trump, we all know that dastardly villain, Orange Man Bad. From here until Sunday, he is the true meaning of fascism, gush, Good God Almighty. Oh, yes, of course. But how? whatever happened over the weekend, U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. Everybody look at her. She looks like a miserable, miserable, pursed-lipped, just wrinkled neck, turkey neck, awful human being. We find out that what was she doing? Before the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was released, right? Remember all of that? They unleashed all of the sanctions against Russia, caused gas prices to go through the roof. And then what did Biden do in an attempt to stymie the price raise? It was to tap into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in 2021. By the way, gas prices are on the rise yet again. And there ain't much left in the SPR to combat against us, against it, coming up in the election cycle. So, Granholm called China National Energy Administration Chairman Zhang Jianhua, uh, obviously Chinese descent a long-standing senior member of the Chinese Communist Party, for a half-an-hour one-on-one conversation on November 21st of 2021, 11-21-21. Granholm's calendar also shows an earlier phone call had been scheduled with Hua on November 19th, but a rep... For the former Michigan governor said the first call never took place. So what happened here? What's the timeline with all of this? According to Fox News, Granholm's previously undisclosed talks with China National Energy Admin Chairman Zhang revealed an internal energy department calendar is obtained by Americans for Public Trust. Reveal that the Biden administration likely discussed its plans to release oil from the SPR with China before its public announcement in the U.S. Yes, China's Communist Party learned what Biden would be doing before the U.S. did. Stop right there. We now know that the Bidens have a direct line of communication with the Chinese government, with high-ranking Chinese government officials. And it's not because, oh, we need these kinds of channels just in case something drastic happens in the market or all across the world. No, it's because Joseph Biden isn't as clean and as pure as the wind-driven snow. Joseph Biden is as corrupt as any other Democrat out there, a Barack Obama uh bill clinton on and on just name a democrat they're corrupt more than likely he is not innocent he's discussing what he is going to do at a strategic global level that impacts all of american society with his chinese counterparts before he's telling you or me so we find out that there was an energy agenda Because instead of focusing on creating real energy independence, Sutherland continued, who is part of uh, – well, she was part of the APT group that I referenced before. Instead of focusing on creating real energy independence for America – Grant Holm was too busy parroting Chinese energy propaganda and insisting we can all learn from what China is doing. The public deserves to know what the extent is to which Chinese officials are attempting to infiltrate U.S. energy policy and security. So what the implication is here is that there is another effort to ruin America's independence from anything. They want, they being in this case the Chinese, they want to Hollow out America. And we've brought this up plenty of times on this podcast that they want to infiltrate this country and hollow it out in all ways. You've ruined the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Wouldn't take much to bring this country to a grinding halt if you suddenly mess around with fuel. We know about what the TikTok algorithms do in America versus what they do over in China. We know the kind of propagandistic programming they pump into American youth versus what they pump into Chinese youth. And it's the same company. We know that they have been infiltrating across the border and. I can show you video of a sheriff running for office in the state of New York that specifically references basically a Chinese military camp in New York State that is completely self-contained. That's right. Apparently, according to the sheriff, they bought a whole bunch of property. They've got it ringed with barbed wire and fences. They grow their own food. They've got armed guards. It's the whole kit and caboodle coupled with the biolab that was found over in california what are we looking at here we're looking at a fifth column this country has been infiltrated and it's not just planting these individuals and groups across the country through the porous southern border porous that that implies there is a border through the southern border of the united states no this kind of fifth column and it Just to reference, Fifth Column is a subversive group that's going to overthrow a country, is going to the top of the American government, the very top, meaning Biden himself, Biden's family, Mitch McConnell's family. Thank goodness he was booed over the weekend, too, because the turtle is in deep trouble. I mean, the guy has got to go away. You know, I don't want to say he needs to take a dirt nap, but— pin a a, a note to his sweater, and wheel him off into pasture. Just leave us alone. So that's what we're looking at here. That's why this country is the way it is. You're looking at a hollowing out of what society is in this country. And everybody's out there, mostly on the conservative side, saying, oh, look at Devin Archer. He went on Tucker Carlson. That's it. He's a great guy now because he's speaking out against Hunter Biden. Well, we find out thanks to George News. That Devin Archer's wife is still just as corrupt as Devin Archer and Hunter Biden. Now, in the past, Devin Archer's wife, Krista Archer, claimed that she had no involvement in her husband's business activities, particularly with what is called BHR Partners, which is a Chinese state-backed investment fund. Gee, what are the odds of that if you pal around with the Bidens? And she said, according to the Daily Mail in July, I have no idea what he did in his business, referencing Devin and BHR. I'm a doctor. I go to work and I mind my own business. And she also claimed, I swear I don't get involved. I stay out of it. Well, it turns out that Krista Archer has a stake in BHR Partners and also that we find out that she lied. Krista Archer is a medical doctor. She practices medicine in New York City at Northwell Health Lenox Hill Hospital, where she specializes in podiatry. And according to an equity transfer agreement attained by Breitbart, Ms. Archer acquired a 10% stake in BHR Partners on March 18th of 2017 from Devin Archer through Ulysses Diversified. The entity is a Delaware corporation, oddly enough, dating back to 2016. The corporation's address and blah, 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 so on and so forth. This is a significant stake. The fund claims it maintains 22 billion Chinese yuan in various portfolio companies, translating to more than $3 billion. $3 billion. It reports investments to a Chinese technology group, a lithium-ion manufacturer, a deep-learning software developer, and a biotech company, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, so on and so forth. Okay, so they're all in this nice, neat, slimy, greasy pile of corruption. All of them. This is the same thing that we know. We know that these people are all in cahoots, and they don't care. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, and it doesn't matter whether or not you go on Tucker Carlson or whatever else. They all do the same thing. That whole thing where he went on, Devin Archer went on Tucker Carlson, that was nothing more than a PR stunt. If he's got a 10% stake in a company worth $3 billion through his wife, I'm pretty sure Devin Archer can get all of the plastic surgery he needs and go on all of the book speaking tours and PR tours that he would like to go on. And being that he is kind of speaking out against the Hunter Biden crime family, then, well, if he's kind of doing it and not really serious about it and tongue in cheek, nobody's going to come after him. Certainly not the DOJ, because the DOJ probably realizes that Devin Archer should be allowed to just speak his mind and not really go after him, because he probably knows, along with his wife, they probably know where the bodies are buried, particularly in China and possibly in the Ukraine. So they probably have a dead man switch as well. But that's what we're looking at, and we've been looking at that for a very long time, And what's on the Republican side? Who's going to stop this kind of corruption? Well, I can promise you it's not Mike Pence who came out against Donald Trump. I can certainly assure you it is not Ronald DeSantis and his three-inch cowboy boot heels. By the way, Ron DeSantis was probably advised to wear longer jeans So that people would stop criticizing the size of his heels on his cowboy boots. And by the way, if you're also in Florida, what exactly are you rustling that you need to wear cowboy boots, Tex? Come on, stop it. So Ron DeSantis also, over the weekend, shoved another boot in his mouth by saying, of course Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. Okay, right there, you've alienated any kind of real Voter support. You're certainly going to round up all of the Bush Republicans and all of the Mitch McConnell style Republicans and all the moderate Republicans. He's going to try to round all of those people up. But the problem is, is there aren't enough of them to sway the vote unless we're using Dominion voting. Mega donor threats to cut off funding if DeSantis doesn't go moderate. This is from Alan Zhang of the Epic Times. Ron DeSantis' biggest individual donor, Robert Bigelow, warns that he will cut off donations to DeSantis if he doesn't turn moderate. How much more moderate do you want this guy to go? He's already spoken out against Donald Trump. He's already about to pile on into the ukraine funding he's already sitting there and going around and saying maga is ridiculous and so on and so forth what kind of more moderate lifestyle do you want this guy to live mr bigelow and he said he does need to shift to get moderates he'll lose if he doesn't extremism isn't going to get you elected um What kind of extremism is Mr. Bigelow referring to, and why is he so scared of it? Especially since Donald Trump, who we're assuming Mr. Bigelow is talking about here, is so far ahead of DeSantis, it's not even funny. DeSantis is such a loser that he's begging for notoriety by trying to debate, and supposedly he's going to debate, California Governor Gavin Newsom, somebody else that's supposedly not running for president. Watch out for that guy, because it certainly seems like Mr. Newsom is going to make a run for it as soon as somebody in the White House turns into worm chow. So they also bring up in this article about how much Ronald DeSantis has in the old coffers here. And I think the number is $109 million but the problem with this is that if we remember where about half, uh, probably 30 to 50 percent of that cash, I'm, I'm, I can't remember the exact numbers. So I'm going to give you that wide range. 30 to 50 million dollars of that cash in DeSant- DeSantis's, DeSantis's coffers comes from his re-election campaign for governor. He took the money he raised from Floridians and he transferred it into his presidential campaign. That's not exactly honest. And then, of course, they uh, released Trump's numbers, which are around 50% of that. So he—they're the, claiming Trump has only raised around 50 million. Well, that number isn't too far off from what DeSantis raised if you subtract what he basically laundered from Florida voters and his reelection campaign for governor. So does he have all of that money? Maybe. How many grassroots donors does DeSantis have? I promise you it's not as much as Trump. And with even with all that money and even with all of these bigwigs backing DeSantis up. Look at the poll numbers. Well, the last one I looked at Trump was around 40% ahead of DeSantis. 40% I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? So DeSantis needs to get a reality check. All these idiots need to get a reality check. And understand that if you don't like Trump as the Republican nominee, then go join the Democrats. You and uh, your Lincoln Project pedophiles can go run over there and be with the just, you know, public pedophiles in the Democrat Party and hang out in California and diddle each other. So anyway, one last thing. Because Mondays seem to be a news roundup at the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. PBS is starting the rhetoric. Now, I brought up and many other people have brought up a long time ago... That the narrative, the threat narrative, the fear narrative, the fear mongering is going to shift from COVID policies and COVID mandates over to climate change. And I've brought up countless times the nonsense that goes on with climate change. PBS rolls out, quote unquote, climate psychology therapist for Armageddon coping session. What on earth? earth are we talking about in a segment that looked like something out of monty python's writes stephen watson from summit news pbs Newshour hour brought on a therapist to help people suffering from what they call climate anxiety anchor john yank hmm i wonder what that's about announced the climate psychology therapist noting This summer, millions of Americans are experiencing firsthand the effects of climate change. Triple-digit temperatures for days on end. He's referencing Arizona where it's an effing desert. Smoke from record-setting wildfires, fouling the air, warming oceans, bleaching coral reefs. Enough enough record-setting wildfires that all start on the same day at the same time all across Canada, those record-setting wildfires, I would sooner suspect arson. Or, as Greg Bolden has pointed out, geothermal events, warming oceans, it's the effing summer, bleaching coral reefs, it happens. Look at the Great Barrier Reef, they referenced that for years about how Oh, it's dying, it's dying, it's dying. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, poof, it's all growing back. Psychologists say that can be a positive thing, spurring people to action. But for some people, it becomes an overwhelming sense of despair. Psychologists call it climate anxiety. This week, we asked people about their emotional responses. To climate change. Oh, yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. Are people worried about climate change? Oh, my goodness. What on earth could we possibly be coping with? Leslie Davenport appeared to urge it's really important to acknowledge that if you're feeling that on any level of intensity, it really means you're paying attention and you care and you're empathetic to what's happening to our world. And she says, talk about it. Talk about it to other people who are like-minded and receptive. I feel that way, too. So it's not that isolating. Is that the same kind of model that we were forced to deal with during the COVID nonsense where, oh, only talk to like-minded people, only hang out with the vaccinated. If there's somebody in your family isn't vaccinated, then it is your civic duty to talk to them, to get a prophylactic gene therapy platform before they do anything else and endanger the lives of others, because just one life is just too many. Ugh. she then continues. There's a lot of what are being called climate cafes or climate circles that can be found by any easy online search, where people just get together, often online, remotely, and just say what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. Okay, sweetheart, if you want to talk about climate change, let's talk about climate change. This comes from Slay News. EU backs Bill Gates's plan to fight global warming by blocking the sun. I don't know about you, and I don't know where you're living across the Fruited Plain in the Fuzzball Nation, but by me in New York, the amount of geoengineering and chemtrails has been off the charts this summer. The skies have been a solid white more than they have ever been blue. I can promise you there has been more, quote-unquote, cloudy days than there have been summer days in the effing summer. The EU has thrown its support behind Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates's radical plans to fight global warming by blocking light from the sun to lower the temperature of the earth. Why would you want to block the energy from the sun? Why on this God's green earth would you ever want to stop sunlight? Oh, I don't know. Could it be to cause massive, massive destruction? I would probably think so. Several nations' governments are joining unelected bureaucratic agencies to determine whether a large-scale intervention, such as deflecting the sun's rays or changing the Earth's weather patterns, are viable options for fighting climate change. Oh, that's right. What is he going to do along with George Soros? What are they going to do? They're going to do what we've spoken about many times with chemtrails. Spray nanometals that have been aerosolized from planes, which, by the way, none of the planes that are doing these chemtrails show up on flight tracker apps. You can download any app, and you can watch these planes fly across the sky, and you can open up your app, and you will not see any of them there. So who do they belong to? Anyway, what they want to do, spray chemtrails across the sky. What is it? Aerosolized nanoparticles. So heavy metals that are powdery heavy metals to reflect the rays of the sun. Now, what else would this do? You can only imagine what else it can do. You can only start to think about how the environment itself will be devastated if you start to reduce the amount of sunlight that comes to this planet. Ecosystems will be demolished, right? The people's health will be severely hindered. People's health, animal health, plant health. You have no idea how weather patterns will start to change when you do this kind of thing. You have no idea how much possibly more or less humidity you will be experiencing because there isn't enough evaporation. And if there's not enough evaporation, what happens? Who knows? Right? You could see the dangers that these megalomaniacs are trying to inflict on humanity day in and day out. So when PBS comes out and says, oh, we need climate psychologists To help us cope with climate change. No, we don't need climate psychologists. We need lawyers with large enough balls and large enough ovaries to go after these megalomaniacs, these degenerate psychotics like Bill Gates and George Soros that want to spray the atmosphere with nanoparticles to reflect sunlight, which everything on this planet relies upon. And stop them from doing those things. Get the agencies that are responsible for spraying these, this whatever it is in the sky to be held accountable. We don't need psychologists. We need people with the mental fortitude and the moral fortitude to go after these individuals with unlimited bank accounts. That's what we need. We don't need to talk about our feelings. We need to talk about our planet and what these assholes are doing. Okay, that's going to be it for me. A very feisty Chris Michaels for the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You know what to do. Like me, find me, share me wherever you go. Last Call Caravan on the socials. And the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels everywhere else.